This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Bienvenido. to Atenea Americana. Our topic today, Save Our Library. This is a conversation with Sofia Colón, native of Stockton, California, and library activist. As the city of Stockton filed from bankruptcy a few years ago, it stopped many of their services. Library and public parks got cut out of the budget as they tried to work towards financial solvency. Now, few years later, a group of concerned and affected citizens are trying to get back their library and restore some of the services they lost. So stay with us to learn a little bit more about Sofia Cologne, about their work, and about Project M, which is a proposition that will be in next elections to ensure funds for library and education services in Stockton. Well, uh, welcome to Atene American and thank you for coming all the way to Stanford to talk to us. Uh, how are you doing? Doing good, thank you. So, so tell us that. <laughs> so, Sophia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm from Stockton, California. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, lived there all, all of my life. My uh, great-grandmother moved there um, in the early 30s, 1930s, so our family is rooted in Stockton, California, um, particularly on the east side of Stockton, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been our home for, for generations. Um, one of the favorite locations in this uh, part of town is the library, and that, that's what brings me here today. Oh, to talk with you. Yes. So tell us a little bit. You you normally you have a full time job. You are coder for Kaiser, uh, but you are a very active member of the community. You have kids and a lot of family around your city. Yeah. But then uh, your city was one of the most affected areas uh, with the last uh, economic crash that we had. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was also on the news uh, with all the bankrupt cities or almost bankrupt cities, everybody that was going under. Right, right. We which, are officially uh, bankrupt. Yes. Mm -hmm. So which is, is sounds crazy, like a city can bankrupt. Like, how do you do with everything right. not uh, a city needs? You know, that's it is It's something that you don't think would ever, ever happen to your city. Um, in 2010 is when all of this was happening to, to Stockton. And um, you hear about it in the news, 
But like you say, I, I have a full-time job. I have a full family of five children. I have my husband. Um, and in fact, at that particular time, my mother, um, she had a stroke. So I was also dealing with, with that in our family. So, you know, life is happening at the same time my city is going through this bankruptcy. And I remember seeing things on the news, um, but, you know, I've got my life going on, and there's not much I felt I could really do. Um, one of the things in particular that happened in 2010 is that the city decided to close Fair Oaks Public Library to save funds, to, to um, you know, reduce their cost and save funds for the library. There are three other libraries in, in the city of Stockton. They, when they closed that one down, the three other libraries could, you know, manage funds better, I, you know, is what they thought. Um, but what it did for this area of town on East Stockton, it closed the only library on that side of town. Mm-hmm. And this, like I was saying, this is the side of town where my family is, is from. Mm-hmm. And you've got um, largely Latino families, school-aged children in this area. Now they don't have a library yeah. to go to. And so not only you know, are we affected in other ways because of the bankruptcy, but now there goes a source for education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, libraries, they are such a, a strong point for the community because a lot of people go there to find uh, internet, uh, deal with where to get a job, right. uh, ask uh, the librarians, the librarians about so many other things that are in use. Where can I find this book? They right. read the newspapers. There are community centers practically where people get together and, and learn about something new or right. listen about a particular project. And when you close these things, like what what happened? Right. Where do these people go? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the city assumed that our families would just go to the downtown library which or, or to you know a neighboring library but when you have uh people in this in this east side of town um first of all public transportation is not very good so to get from within just a few miles of a, of the other library it could take a good hour to an hour and a half uh-huh. i mean it's the public transit system is not very good um so to tell a parent When you get out of work, if your child needs to go to the library, uh, you may or may not get there in time because it closes at 5 or 6 o'clock. So you're not going to make it. So what did people do? You know, there was nothing that they could do. It's not like they have money to extend the service until 10 or something. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, why did they do with the books and all the stuff that were inside? So what they did do with the books, um, they, uh, they allocated the books to different libraries but there was a, a good amount that went to a center. Um, there's a nearby park, Stribley Park, and they did send some of those books into uh, a room there mm-hmm. and created a kind of a, a reading room. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a, li- a librarian. Um, it didn't have any um, technology access. It was just a place to house the books. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. And they, they were did. available to the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it still does not what and a library just a, does. Right. Yeah. It's just a piece of what a library does. I mean, like you were saying earlier, a librarian is so valuable. They do more mm-hmm. than just tell you where the book, <laughs> where to find a book. They're yeah. really a source uh, of information. Um, so it was nice that they were able to save those books and put them somewhere in the center where people could go. Um, but we need something so much more. We need a working, functional library. Mm-hmm. 
So you've been uh, advocating for this uh, since 
that today we're talking with library activist Sofia Colomb from Stockton, California. How much do you need to just open the Fairwood Library? I okay. do have I do have an estimate um, from based on the last five years from 2005 to 2010, kind of what they were spending on on the libraries as a whole, mm-hmm. and it was kind of an average of 11 million a year, mm-hmm. and that was for all all of Stockton and San Joaquin libraries, mm-hmm. all of them together, mm-hmm. was about 11 million. So nine, nine million is is not that bad. It's it's, it's actually less than the other three. Mm-hmm. That are right now. Mm-hmm. Well, there the well, were the other four that were before. Right. When yes. the four were active, working. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, how have been the support of the council and the city? Um, support has actually been great uh, so far. If I look, if I look back, um, the first um, victory was with our council member Christina Fugazi who approached city council and asked that the building be removed from the sale list. Mm-hmm. So that was our first victory, and it kind of opened opened uh, the window for hope <laughs> that, this, that people would be supportive of uh, improving our library system. Um, since then, the city council in June of 2015, um, they did agree to allocate funds specifically for Fair Oaks Library when the library is to be reopened. Um, these funds will uh, be used to make any improvements that are needed. So fix the roof or plumbing, whatever needs to be done, um, the city has allocated funds specifically for that. For the facility. For the facility, yeah. Yeah, and then you still need money to have more books, bring the books back, and then hire the people. And hire the staff, right. Mm -hmm. So the only opposition has been um, our city manager, uh, Kurt Wilson, because... His job is to make sure that the budget is correct, and that's been his drawback is that he he is saying he's not sure about the about the funds for the long term mm-hmm. and I think that's where this measure answers that question because the measure will be in place for sixteen years and it has the funding for that long term that mm-hmm. he's that he's been questioning. Mm-hmm. I think our measure really answers that. And if uh, the measure gets approved, uh, is this coming from a federal fund, from other fund outside the city, or is this some money that you have to allocate within your budget to for for education? Um, it's it's specifically um, for libraries and recreation centers. Okay. So, what other services have been affected by the bankruptcy? Um, let's see. Well, uh, the recreation centers as well. So we've got our libraries that we know um, saw reduction, but recreation centers as well. Um, When we look around the city uh, and we look at the parks and we look at um, our soccer fields, things like this, um, there's there's not enough money to maintain them, at least, you know, because of the bankruptcy Money is being allocated other places. Yeah, but the other public service is like safety. You still well when we talk about yeah, well that's kind of okay. I see your point there because yeah. they've made sure that we've hired enough police 
um, you know, for for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're taking away something that could prevent crime, like libraries, yeah. and, and and helping with education. They've moved the money over to um, to police officers to control crime. So it's kind of a yeah. A, uh, yeah it's an emergency situation, but it doesn't fix stuff. It doesn't fix the long term. Yes, you know they could. We do need our our police officers. You know, there's no question about that. But to prevent crime in the future, yeah, you need education, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you need a safe community by educating everybody and supporting each other, and and having, like you were saying earlier, having a place where the community to, can go and and meet and have a you know a central location like a library uh, does both provide education and a safe place for people to meet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they bring, uh, like, well, somebody's listening from outside the state or also the, the area, uh, you normally go there and they have talks, they have maybe some presentation from a puppeteer, or right, they yeah. have something. There's always going on in a library. It's not just going and look for a book, which is already all that they need to do, and it's great to mm-hmm. have a lot of books or get into the network of libraries. If you don't have the book that you need, they will bring it from somewhere else. So there are a lot of stuff that you can do in the library, but it's a, it's a cultural hub. Right. Right. We have um, children's services, adult services, and teen services. So there's something for everyone, whether they want to, um, like you're saying, the puppet shows. We've got reptiles shows. We've got all kinds of different things to entertain. Homework club. Homework club, tutoring club. Um, and it's also a good way for teens because they're re- through high school they're required to have some kind of community service. They're able to volunteer with the library, mm-hmm. um, so it gives a good um, a good way for them to serve and learn at the same time about mm-hmm. about the library. And then for adults, we have uh, different um, authors come um, and talk about their books. But then we also have um, a language. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say yeah, interpretation translations. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. I probably should look it up. The name of it, but it's it it allows um, adults if they want if they need to learn to read. We have those kinds of services, literacy mm-hmm. and translation and all that. Right, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, so, what are what are your plans for this year and for next year? What do you want to start campaigning for the measure and when is your deadline and mm-hmm. when do you do you think you can start looking at some money? Well, we're um, we're campaigning currently. Um, this this will be on November's ballot, mm-hmm. so we're out uh, trying to um, find our key supporters in different areas of Stockton, and I'm one of them. I'm covering the Fair Oaks Library area, um, and so we're looking for signatures uh, for to endorse the measure, just to show a sign of support as well as asking for donations to cover um, the balance of the campaign. Um, So we're doing um, precinct walking, phone banking throughout September and October leading up to the November election. Um, And then we are, uh, we're hoping for a yes vote, a yes on M vote. Mm -hmm. And then when you get uh, the vote, what happens after that? After that, there's a uh, committee that will form to oversee the the funds for the measure. And um, from what we're talking about, we do want to reopen Fair Oaks. That's one of the first things. And then we're going to look at services for the other libraries 
um, and try to extend those services, um, including weekends, because we don't have any that are even open on Saturdays, so we want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then down the line, we want to plan to open two more libraries. We don't have any in our northern Stockton area. There aren't any libraries. Um, and that is our uh, the area of Stockton that is growing the fastest, mm -hmm. um, and there's not a near, there's not a closest library for them. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. And uh, how how many people are involved in your campaign right now? How many helpers? Um, uh, on our steering committee, there's probably about 10 or so um, people. Um, and then as we're looking for volunteers, um, we need more more phone bankers and precinct walkers. <laughs> so, so you're going to have a group of people that are going to go door by door, mm -hmm. uh, telling the people what is happening, why, and how to fix it. Right, that's the best way to reach voters is to just, you know, reach them where they are if they're at home. Um, you know, we're going to be nice, <laughs> not politely, um, and just share a quick little minute about, you know, what the campaign is. Um, but that's really the best way to reach is to going door to door. Great. Well, we, we wish you all the luck and, and hopefully we'll be uh, interviewing you later uh, about your success. Yes, yes <laughs> how you're going to open. Mm -hmm. The library. Maybe we'll be there when you open the library. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Grand yeah. opening. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And this was Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Stanford 90.1 FM. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual House of Culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Vuelve pronto. Atenea Americana. From Stanford to the world. Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later.